Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about Reb Chanina Skan HaKohanim, who was mentioned at the beginning of the third parik, uh, Peri Gimel, Mishnah Beis. Now the Mishnah, let's just read the lesson of Reb Chanina Skan HaKohanim, and then we'll try and understand a little bit more about what he said and why he said it and why he's quoted as saying this. Says the Mishnah, Reb Chanina Skan HaKohanim, Omer Reb Chanina uh, Skan is like a, a deputy Kohen. Um, he was a Skan Kohen. Uh, and the idea of having a Skan Kohen is that you needed to have a backup in case, God forbid, something happened with the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. You needed to have another Kohen Gadol that was prepared to take his place. So Reb Chanina was a Skan Kohen. And he taught, a person should always pray for the welfare and the peace and tranquility of the Malchus, the kingdom and the rulership under which uh, he resides, in the country or the place in which he resides, because it's important to have uh, a system of authority and law and order, because if not for fear of, of, uh, of retribution, of being ha- having to respond to uh, a higher authority, if there were no fear and people felt they could do whatever they want and there would be no consequences, ish literally, a person would swallow uh, his fellow man. In other words, if people were allowed to do whatever they wanted and there was no order and there was no consequences, then that would not be good for society. And if you look at the commentaries the Bartanura says, Afilu Shalom we're not just talking about uh, Jewish rulers, but regardless of where a person resides, even non-Jewish rulers. And the Tiferes Yisrael adds, Belolavad Malchus, and not just uh, Malchus, which refers to a, a king or a, uh, a royalty, every leader of a, of a city or a community Nikr b'shei melech is considered or included in the word melech here, v'mispalel um, b'shlomam, and a person should be mispalel in their welfare, k'deshiyah lahem manoach, in order that they should have peace and tranquility, l'fakeach, in order to be concerned with and look after, al-tovas haklal, that which is beneficial uh, for the community and for the people at large. And the Tiferet Yisrael adds something, which is very interesting, and he says, that the words of Reb Chinnis Gana Kohanim is support for our custom today. And for this reason, the lesson of Reb Chinnis Gana Kohanim, that a person should be mispalel in the welfare of the uh, leadership under which he, uh, where he resides, that is the reason why we have a custom in Shul on Shabbos to make a Mishaberach for the welfare of the uh, Medina, uh, and the rulers uh, under which we uh, reside and benefit from. So, the truth is, what Rabbi Chinyas Ganakadim is teaching us is a very practical lesson. But in some of the uh, commentaries, or in some of the Nuschois, it actually quotes uh, as support a uh, Pasuk in Yermia. Pasuk in Yermia states, V'dirshu eshlom ha'ir asher higlesi eschem shama that you should pursue and seek the peace of the city uh, to which I have exiled you. So it's a Pusik in Yerbia. 
So it's a little difficult for us to understand then, uh, especially according to the Gersois, that Rukhunis Gana Kahanim includes the Pasuk in our Mishnah. What is he adding? If the Pasuk already tells us, and it's actually very practical to understand that it's important to have law and order, and it's important to, to, to pray for the welfare uh, of the leadership um, in the countries or the cities or in the states in which you reside. So why is Reb Kahanim telling us this lesson? Why is he the one in particular to tell us this lesson? And what is it about his teaching um, was worthwhile and Reb Yudanasi felt um, should be included in Pirkei Havas. So let's go back to our discussion of Yane HaMelech. Um, we know that Yana HaMelech um, was a, a Kohen, uh, and he also took the Kuna Gedola for himself, uh, and he was a Tzaduki. And we know, as a matter of fact, Josephus, uh, and this is quoted in other sources as well, Josephus describes a situation that occurred with Yana HaMelech, where um, as a result of what he did with Nisa Hamayim, on the Simchas Beis Hashoeva on Sukkot, where he poured the water on his feet instead of on the Mizbeach, um, it resulted in the Jewish people uh, doing something that offended him greatly. Uh, and that is consistent with the Gemara and Sukkah that describes that there was a Tzaduki, because Nesachamayim is not something mentioned in the Torah, uh, therefore there was a Tzaduki Kohen Gadol that poured the water on his feet, and as a result, uh, the Jews became incensed and pelted this Kohen Gadol with their Esrogim on Sukkot, um, and uh, it was a terrible event, and it's, uh, it's uh, recorded in, in our Gemara. So according to Josephus, this event, it would seem, was with Yane HaMelech. And apparently, under Yane HaMelech, it was possible to buy the Kohen Gedolah. Uh, anything for the right price was available. The Gemara relates in Mesech de Yuma, Dav Chesom et Aleph, Shebizman Bayis Sheni, in the time of the second Beis Hamikdash. Shimshu Yoser Misholosh Meis Gahanim Gedolim. They were um, served in the Beis Hamikdash over three hundred Gahanim Gedolim. Why is that number important? And none of them were able to survive the year. Why? Because when they had to go into the Kodesh Hakadosh and Yom Kippur, if they were not worthy, they did not come out alive, and so they were. During the Zman Bayis Sheni, there were over 300 Kahanim Gedolim that did not survive the year. Uh, so why were they Kahanim Gedolim? Why were they there in the first place? The answer is that the Tzedukim um, and the people in charge, um, whether it was the Romans working with the Tzedukim or the Tzedukim, um, were influenced by uh, things that were not necessarily um, uh, a result of the Kohen Gadol being worthy of being a Kohen Gadol, uh, and therefore it was up for sale, and as a result, the fact that somebody was a Kohen Gadol during that period of time didn't mean that he was worthy for a, to be a Kohen Gadol. And as a result, many Kohanim Gadolim did not survive the year. Now, one interesting observation that uh, some of the commentaries point out is if you look at the description of Reb Chanina, it says Reb Chanina was Gan HaKohanim. It doesn't say that he was a Sgan Kohen, that he was a deputy Kohen Gadol. It says he was a Sgan HaKohanim. He was a deputy for Kohanim in the plural. And that's consistent with what we're saying, that um, the people in charge felt that somebody needed to be available as a backup uh, who knew what needed to be done, who knew the proper avoda, 
And so therefore, while they didn't allow Reb Chanina to ever become the Kohen Gadol, but under his, under his uh, term, he noticed many Kohanim Gadolim coming and going, as we mentioned, 300 uh, came and went and didn't survive the year. And that's why it says that he was Skana Kohanim. Now, why did he never, why did he not have the opportunity to, to himself uh, become the Kohen Gadol? So we mentioned that um, it wasn't based on merit, it was based on other influences. Um, and it's brought down in the name of Meir Shapiro, the Lublina Rav. It says, Because they, uh, they, didn't, uh, they didn't think that he would necessarily um, do their bidding. So the Romans didn't want him to be a Kohen Gadol. They didn't feel that he would be in their corner, and that's why they didn't allow him to be the Kohen Gadol. But nevertheless, they needed somebody who knew what was going on, and who knew somebody that... And, and who knew how to train the Kohanim in the proper Avodah. So therefore they allowed him to be the Sgan Kohen, but never allowed him to become the Kohen Gadol himself. Now the uh, Rebbevati Yosef has a Pirish on Perkyavis, and he says that uh, Rebchanina was not an Ashir, and he was not wealthy enough to be able to pay the price to become a Kohen Gadol. So as I mentioned before, it was either because of those in charge um, who didn't necessarily view this position as being merit-based, uh, or it was up for grabs based on how much money you're willing to pay for it, and that's why Reb Chanina was never zocher to become to, was never zocher to become the Kohen Gadol. Now, with this background, we can understand how much more meaningful it is to get the message from Reb Kohanim, despite the fact that he lived in a very corrupt society where the Kohen Gadol was up for grabs, and he witnessed how people who were not worthy came and went. Over 300 Kahanim did not survive the year. And nevertheless, despite the fact that he was worthy, he was not able to ever attain that position of Kuhnigadola, either because um, he was not willing to do the bidding of the Romans or because he didn't have the money to buy the position. Nevertheless, despite the injustices that he witnessed and experienced himself, he felt it's important to still emphasize the importance of being Mispala B'Shlomo Shalmachus, because even if they are not necessarily uh, behaving in the proper way, the idea of having a, uh, an, a position of authority and having to answer to that position of authority is important. And so we can understand why Rabbi Chinidus Ganakanim is quoted because the message is even stronger than just simply quoting a Pasuk in Yirmiya, which is logical when you understand Reb Chinidus Gana Kahanim's own background, um, and nevertheless, he emphasized the importance of being Mispalo B'Shlomo Shalmachas.